back to Mark of a Mogul podcast. Thank you all for tuning in to our episode number three. Now, on episode number three, we're talking about before you go viral, okay? This is so very, very, very important. With TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat, people are going viral like every single day, right? And what happens is when you go viral, people, they want to like engage with that as well. And sometimes they don't intentionally mean to like, you know, be dishonorable about the situation, but they kind of want to capitalize off of that too, right? And so it's very important for our moguls and our bizpreneurs to make sure like that if we go viral, it's time that we secure that brand so that we can secure that bag, okay? Because here's the thing, when your brand goes viral, if so many people are beginning to use it and jump on that viral bandwagon, then that can possibly potentially cause some issues for you because everybody is profiting from the brand but you, right? And so, you know, I can personally talk about this situation because, you know, one of my clients went viral. Everywhere you look, everyone is saying his slogan, um, Mr. Darrell, where the money resides, right? Everyone is talking about that. But not only that, a lot of people now think they can sell shirts and they can um, attach that brand name as their slogan to sell their services and things like that. And a good thing and a smart thing um, Darrell did was he actually secured the brand. We helped him protect the trademark, file the trademarks, get them on file, because this is a term that he came up with, right? And it's very clear that Darrell coined this term and um, he has intention. He sells t-shirts regarding it. Like this is his slogan. So he, who better to profit from it than the creator? A lot of people were offended. A lot of people had something to say because he did the right thing. He, he actually protected his brand. He secured the brand when really it should have been celebrated. Too often in black culture, we are not claiming ownership to what's ours. And we are trendsetters. We are creators, right? And we're setting these trends, but too often than not, we're not profiting from these trends. Okay? And how you do that is making sure that you secure your brand because you want to be able to control and monopolize from that brand and, and profit from the brand, okay? Instead of everybody else but you. I remember when Birdman said if he knew what he knew then, if he knows what he know now, he would have trademarked the term bling bling. And see, it's very tricky. And when brands go viral, you want to make sure that they're protected. And it's very clear that the consumers know where the terms generate from. Because what will happen is, is that if the, if the brand is out there, it's been out there long and now everybody's using the term bling bling, you know, bling bling, right? And then if everybody's using that term, when you go to file for the trademark, if you are the creator, it might be rejected because the trademark office may say it fails to function as a trademark because when they do the research and they search it, they see 
everybody's using a brand, right? So as a, a viral brand owner, if you would, right? If your brand has went viral, it is your responsibility to secure that brand, protect that brand, but not only that, enforce it, um, enforce your rights against the users who are not the originators of the brand, not the creators of the brand. Because if you go to protect it and the trademark office do the search, you never want them to say it fails to function as a trademark, okay? That's what happened with LeBron James and Taco Tuesday. Some reason, the trademark office says that it fails to function as a trademark. And the reason they said was because this is a commonly used brand in the industry. Now, the crazy thing is, LeBron trademarked it to protect it for his podcast, for entertainment services, right? It was Taco Tuesday, but he wasn't selling tacos. The strangest thing is there is a Taco Tuesday that is registered as a trademark for restaurant services, right? So it, my argument, if I was LeBron attorney, which he should have called me, tell LeBron to call me. Tell LeBron to call the biz lawyer, okay? Because I would have been like, hold up. Wait a minute. If the trademark can be registered for Taco Tuesday for restaurant services, how can you tell me that it fails to function as a trademark when I am doing it for entertainment services, for podcast services? And, you know, that was like everybody when recently when you thought of Taco Tuesday, you either thought grandmama or mama was going to go make some ground beef tacos in the kitchen I do turkey tacos, y'all. Just so y'all know, ground beef turkey. I, I don't like, I mean, ground turkey tacos. I don't do ground beef anymore. The meat just tastes different. But you either thought, you know, it's going to go down in the kitchen or you, you thought about LeBron James and his brand that he was doing with his entertainment services for Taco Tuesday. So I think it was a, it could have been a great argument. But I guess when the examiner did the research, they seen Taco Tuesday everywhere. And that's where like the, you know, it's the lawyer's responsibility to point to the direction of everybody's using Taco Tuesday for these things, but they're not using it the way LeBron is using it. Another thing, um, another situation that's happening is Black Lives Matter. Okay. Now, Black Lives Matter, you guys can go and, you know, research it and look it up. No trademark is registered for Black Lives Matter. I have my, I have my laptop right here so I can like fact check myself as I'm talking. But last time I checked, no trademark was registered for Black Lives Matter. And the reason being is because the trademark office look at Black Lives Matter as a, it fails to function as a trademark because they say it is a, um, it's a viral term right now. So if I search Black Lives Matter right now, to date, 81 records come back and none of them um, are registered, but one. So one out of 81 and, and the, and the one that's registered is black lives will matter to them when black lives begin to matter to us. So that they, they were able to get that one registered because no one, not a lot of people is saying that, right? And that's probably a controversial statement all in itself, right? Cause that has been talked about plenty of times, right? Black lives matter. That is the term that, you know, I, I remember looking at some of these applications and 
And, you know, the trademark office talks about how Black Lives Matter is always commonly mentioned on net news networks like CNN, ABC, CBS, right? So what the trademark office is saying is because it's such a commonly used phrase, in the industry, in society, you cannot prohibit someone from using it as a trademark owner. So therefore, it fails to function as a trademark. Now, let's go back. Now, had the creators of Black Lives Matter, and, and, and I know, like for me, they get the pass, right? Because for them, it was all about a social cause, a social justice call, a revolutionary cause. They wasn't really trying to profit. They was just trying to let people understand and hear our cry while our lives should matter. And I get that, right? But, you know, and they, and they probably didn't even expect it to go. Typically, when things go viral, now most people now are hoping their things go viral. But in the beginning, like, People didn't even probably expect it to go as far as it went, you know. And so the creators of the, you know, Black Lives Matter, they, they, they probably didn't even think about it from like a, you know, a, a business standpoint or a profitable standpoint. They was just thinking about it for a social justice cause, which is completely understandable. But now what happened is now all of these people are trying to capitalize off of this term. You guys um seen it when the guy I think he was in Germany or some part of Europe and he tried he filed for an application for Black Lives Matter, right? Prop you know, didn't probably don't even care about a black life. I don't know. I'm just saying, right? That's the way it came off. In the US, it's hard to get the term registered because right now Two, because it's so viral, because it's so commonly used in the marketplace, the question is really who is the true owner of the Black Lives Matter statement, right? Like who is that? I know it's been some, some claims and some controversy around who truly owns it, but you know, it's hard to get it registered now than it would have been before the term became what it is now, which we all know, which we all say, which we all chat, right? So you just want to, if you can, and I know sometimes you don't know if it's going to go viral, right? Like in Darrell's situation, you know, as he was going viral the day, look, it was, it was kind of the indication when Sweetie like retweeted his post. He was like, oh, it's going down. Sweetie just retweeted my post. And I love the way he says her name, Sweetie. Um, just retweeted his post. He knew then like, okay, something is happening. Something is going on, right? And so the day he went viral, we really knew it was important to move fast and get that application on file that day, right? Because what happened? The next day, right? That next night texted me, somebody that took his domain name, right? And thank God, you know, that was solved. It was resolved amicably and things like that. But then after that, everybody has T-shirts now with where the money resides on it. Everybody's using it as a slogan. And it's okay. I know it was a, a few. Oh, the baby. The baby was so cute. When they did the little baby doll, um, mimicking Darrell, he actually has it reposted on his page if you guys want to go and check out his page. Um, but it's okay to do it for fun use for, you know, for fair use is what we usually call it. But, you know, you're just doing it out of fun. 
But the problem is, is when it becomes for commercial purposes, right? And commercial purposes is when you're trying to sell something in connection to using his brand. Now, because Darrell was very smart about how he did it, now you have to either contact him to do, you know, promotion for you. And of course he gets paid for, right? We secure the brand so we can secure these bags around here, right? Or you, you can, you can do a license agreement with him and his team. And that is the right way to do it, right? That's the right way. That's how brand owners should capitalize from their creations. That's the whole point of intellectual property. That's the whole point of trademark law. It's so that the brand owner gets to profit, but also too, so that the consumers will not be confused in the marketplace, okay? So I just wanna put that out there too, because it's not all about the brand owner, but it is all about, I mean, but it is about the consumers as well too, okay? So I would just say, please, 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 if you, if you are creating these amazing TikTok, Instagram videos, and you, have that inclination that this thing is going viral. It might be time as ASAP to talk to an attorney so that you can secure that brand and, and capitalize off it. Now, most people ask me, you know, Rosina, when should I file my trademark, right? And that's a good question. That's a valid um, question. When should you file the trademark? You should file your trademark when you're about to invest time and money into the brand, okay? You want to file it when you're about to invest time and money into the brand. And in the first episode, we talked about an intent to use application. So you can actually file the application before you actually launch the brand to kind of give you a little bit of protection, right? Just to kind of put your stake in your claim into the brand name. Okay. But now if you feel like, you know, well, I don't even want to put it out until I'm using it. I want to file it when I'm using it. Then you want to contact an attorney and you want to strategize about, okay, when is your lunch date? And let's file it the same day as your lunch date. So your first use date can be the same day that you launch, which is the same day that you file. That's the strategy. And that's just the way to truly secure your brand because there is some trademark trolls out here, just like the cyber squatters, like patent trolls, right? So cyber squatters, they'll see you, you know, you killing it on Instagram. Your name is hot on Instagram or whatever, but you don't have a website. So they'll go and buy your domain name for like 15, 10, $20, right? And then they'll try to sell it to you for $5,000, $10,000, $15,000, right? So of course we don't want to do that. Like why would I let you extort me about my name, right? So you definitely want to talk to a trademark attorney about that because at what point the question is, if they have your domain name, but this is your brand and then you filed the trademark and you have the trademark registration. Now, what point does that become trademark infringement if they use that domain name? Right? So you kind of just took that little $15,000 that they tried to extort you for and you kind of devalued it all the way down to zero, right? Because they can have it, they can hold it, but can they use it? Right? Cause if they use it, now they're infringing on your trademark, okay? We gotta play chess out here in this business streets. We can't play checkers, okay? So we gotta be smart about the things that we do. And as I was saying, as it comes to your brand going viral, 
if you like, you know, you didn't know, right? Or maybe this is your kid because these kids out here making TikTok videos like it ain't nothing, right? And maybe it's them. But if you see this thing is starting to catch and the, and the channel two news and the, and the, and the radio stations calling you and they want to do an interview with you, that means you got something. You got a brand that's worth being protected. And now it's time to utilize that brand so that you can profit from it. Hey y'all. So trademark tea. I got to get y'all some tea so y'all can sip this. So I know we mentioned it earlier, earlier in this episode about LeBron James. And just FYI, um, it appears that LBJ Trademarks LLC owns LeBron, um, LeBron James Trademark. Um, and that also where um, Taco Tuesday was filed under. You got that holding company, right? Just holding the trademarks, just like our girl B from our first um, episode um, information and lesson, right? But okay, so just I just wanted to give you guys the update. So originally LeBron had filed Taco Tuesday, August 15th, 2019, and he filed it for a downloadable audio, visual work, advertisement and marketing services, um, and then podcast services. Shout out to the podcasting, and um also online entertainment services. Um related to sports and entertainment and popular culture. Okay. Um, so basically current events and popular culture. And so, like I told you all earlier, um, the trademark office refused it for being commonly used, um, a commonly used slogan, commonly used phrase, um, phrase is what they called it. And then also too, um, they also did a partial refusal um, because someone had filed for a tech, techno taco Tuesday, um, uh, right before LeBron James. So I don't know what, you know, if LeBron was just like, you know what? Screw taco Tuesday. You know, I got the shop on HBO. Shout out to that show. I like to watch that show. I, first of all, and let me just give y'all a disclaimer, right? Um, let y'all know real quick. I am a true LeBron James fan. Okay. I am a true LeBron James fan because I love his work ethic, right? I I love his work ethic, you know, like it, it ain't easy to be a champion, right? And so I truly love his work ethic. So I am a little biased, right? Because I'm riding with my boy, right? And so so I just want to get that part out there. But I do think um, this um, office action was a little harsh and a little unfair, um, I think it could have been argued against. And sometimes the trademark office just want to see, okay, come with your argument. Why should you have this trademark? But unfortunately, it looks like LeBron James and his attorney did not respond to the office action. And so the trademark actually died. It died. It died. Um, and yes, applications do die. Okay. It died April 1st. It went abandoned April 1st, 2020. And what happens is if you don't respond to your office action, you have six months to respond from the day that it was issued. And if you do not respond, the application goes abandoned. Okay. So this was issued. The office action was issued September 11, 2019, which means they would have to March 11 to file. Um, they sent the notice of abandonment April 1st, 2020. And because there was no revival, 
of the application, right? Because once the, the application is dead, dead, it's kind of like, you know, someone dies on the table, the doctor is able to revive them if he does it in a certain amount of time, right? Before it's just completely over. And so in trademark land, right, you have 60 days from the um, issue of the abandonment to revive the application, right? Like, but if you don't revive it within that 60 days, it's completely dead. It's kind of like a person, like, you know, if you can utilize that important time to revive them, you can get them back. But if you let that time lapse, they're completely dead and there's no coming back. And that's pretty much how this application, I know that's a weird way to like just compare this trademark application to death, but it's dead at that point. It's completely dead and you will have to file it all over again and go through the process all over again. Um, so that's what happened with LeBron James Taco Tuesday. That's my trademark T for this episode. It is time, y'all. It is time to start to secure that legacy, secure that brand that you all are building. And so head over to Instagram at the biz lawyer so that you can secure the brand and our trademark brand package. You will receive a 15 minute onboarding call with my team who will explain to you the process. They will answer any of your initial questions. And then from there, we, once we get you all set up, we'll go ahead and email you um, your search results in an opinion letter. And then once we send you your opinion letter, you will book a call for you and I to go through the search results. And then once we go through the search results, if everything looks good, we'll go ahead and file that application for you, okay? If we're telling you can't move forward, uh, we found some conflicts. We found some challenges. We will do another search for you if you decide to move forward with a different name. Okay. But now if we move forward, we got the application on file. It takes the government three to four months to review the application. Yes. Three to four months to review the application. Once they review the application, they can either approve it or issue an office action. If they approve it, it goes to what's called publication for opposition. Publication for opposition allows anyone in the public 30 days to oppose the trademark, okay? If no one comes forth and oppose that trademark within that 30-day period, you'll have registration within 12 weeks from the 30-day deadline. Now, let's back up. If the trademark office takes issue with the application, they're going to issue what we call an office action, okay? The office action can require either a non-substantive response or a substantive response. If it's a non-substantive response, that means something minor is going on with the application and they just want us to fix it. Our office would do that at no additional cost. But now if it's a substantive matter, right, which means like they're refusing it on a legal basis, like maybe they're saying there is a likelihood to be confused with another brand or um, your brand fails to function as a trademark like they did LeBron James Taco Tuesday, like we talked about earlier. Or they're saying that your brand is merely descriptive. Now, in order for us to respond to that type of office action, we have to prepare a legal brief, which requires legal research and writing. And because of that, it is an additional cost, okay? But we don't want our clients paying anything in addition to what they paid up front. That's why 
we do the legal research in the beginning that I spoke to you guys about earlier to try to avoid that so that our clients don't have to come up and pay anything extra, okay? So that's pretty much the process in a nutshell. And that's why you should be going over to my Instagram right now and booking your trademark package so that you can begin to make your history with your brand and your legacy so that we can help you secure these brands so that you can secure these bags. Wow, y'all, we are coming to the end of the third episode of my podcast. I can't believe it, right? I just want to thank you all so much for tuning in. Join me next Monday for your another lesson on how to secure your brand and your legacy as a mogul or a mogul in the making. If you want to continue the conversation or have any questions about trademark, make sure you head over to my Instagram at the biz lawyer. That's T H E B I Z lawyer for y'all that need me to spell it for y'all. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with an amazing friend or bizpreneur because they need all these gems. They need all this trademark tea, okay? Um, we want you securing the brand and we want your people around you securing the brand as well. Y'all take care. Until next time, bye y'all.